0: Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the podcast. Here's where shit gets real. It's the Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards Part 2, the best of 2021 horror, on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention
1: planet Earth and beyond, stay tuned for Attack of the Killer
0: Welcome back, everybody, to part two of our annual Attack of the Killer podcast awards. This is episode 252, and we are going to be discussing our top ten favorite horror films of 2021. Each of us has come with our lists. If you listened to the last episode, we did our ten through six. So this is five through one. If you've not listened to the episode go back and listen to that one Shit, no really spoilers it's getting real it is it's oh, getting oh so real. excited this is where we separate the men from the boys <laughs> Oh. so you're leaving then oh, oh. Uh, the men
2: are oh, where's that leaving? drum sound effect here at. It is right, i get it right here thank you thank you <laughs>
0: Now, this show is different than our normal show. Uh-huh. What we normally do on the show is see we're a horror movie podcast. We're a group of friends. we get together. We pick a topic. We pick movies within that topic, and we talk about those movies within that topic. Uh, we're all friends here. We speak openly and freely. So there's usually spoilers that happen. So this is usually the point of the show where I warn you there may be spoilers. There may be spoilers in this too, but we're going to try really, really hard since these movies are not very old. They're just all from this year of 2021. Well, at this point, not last year, right? Right. Yes. <clears throat> if you like the show and you're happy and you know you? it, clap your hands. You can become an attacker. An attacker is a supporter of the show that kind of helps us out, you know keeps the lights on and whatnot. And as a way of saying thank you, we give a ton of stuff back to you <laughs> through like you can get like bonus episodes. You can get this these episodes early oh, yeah. earlier than your co-workers. Show them off to your friends. That's right. and you can go to work the next day and have everybody hate you because you spoiled the episode for them. You could be the smug bastard that knows more about horror than they do.
1: Yeah, you could tell them uh, Mike's number one favorite film of 2021 before they can even listen. Exactly.
0: But that's not all. You can also get our different YouTube series, such as Insane Mike's Women in the Top Ten list, video updates, killer critiques, all kinds of stuff. You can get (laughs) physical items, too, such as your own certificate and membership card and sticker. You can even get a T-shirt if you want all kinds of stuff, so much more. Just go to jointheattackers.com, find the tier of the stuff that you want, and help support the show. That's jointheattackers.com. We really should rename it to Tad's Video Update. That segment.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of them.
0: There is a lot of them.
2: Tad gets a lot of
0: cool stuff, and you want to see it. Yeah. So this is um, the part of the show. We've seen a lot of celebrities come and go during this award show. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, it's now it's time to introduce you to the four best celebs this show has to offer. It's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He got as many votes as that actor by the name of Ty. They ended up giving the Oscar to him because the Academy refuses to acknowledge a tie win. Tad, everybody.
1: I'm still trying to get it, and I don't... You lost, finally.
0: <laughs> you don't want it.
1: <laughs> Hi, guys.
0: <laughs> okay, see, I have this really funny joke about participation awards, but I guess you had to you had to be there to get it. Uh, Jason, everybody.
2: Oh, man, so close. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: He won an award for the funniest knock-knock joke. It was called the Nobel Prize. Andy... Hi (laughs) Hello And with us to finish out The top 10 of 2021 His film won an award At the Feline Butt Film Festival One of the worst Film festivals ever No one wants to win an award at that festival But he got his award in the mail today And he's embarrassed when he opened it Because it was a Cat-ass trophy (laughs) Dustin Uh, uh, (laughs) Neal, such a
1: reach. (laughs) That that was great. Hey, everybody! (laughs) I I thought if anybody would appreciate that one, it would be Dustin. (laughs) He doesn't have to hear it every week, so. Uh, Well, yeah, I used to. He got the the gem
2: of the bunch, you know.
3: (laughs) Cat ass trophy.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) So yeah, yeah. We that. watch a lot of movies. We've watched a lot of movies this year that we're going to we're going to be talking about our top 5 favorites of this year on this episode. And some of them we may have seen on some sh- service, I don't know, called Shudder. Shudder <laughs> is a <laughs> great online record. streaming service for all things horror that you need to be a part of. Need it. Need it. If you want to watch some of these movies we've been talking about, you got to get Shudder. Oh, yeah. Got to do it. And you can get a free month of Shutter on us here at Attack of Killer Podcast by entering our promo code AOTKP. Do that. Get your first month free. Get your fix in. And then you'll be hooked. And then you'll subscribe. So again, that promo code is AOTKP. Yeah. And now it is time for the award ceremony. We are going to be discussing... Our top five movies of 2021. This is exciting! Oh my gosh, I'm, I can't wait. Before we do that though, what what
2: what are some of the uh, I don't know things you learned about the last episode? Any shockers? Any any crazy things that happened? Too
4: early to tell. I would like to say that I thought some of my picks would be controversial right. just from the internet <laughs> standpoint. Right. And honestly, y'all have been on my side, and it's been pretty comforting. Yeah. And I've been way less stressed now because I'm thinking, <sighs> oh, God, I'm going to have to explain myself for liking these movies. And I haven't really had to do that that much. So thank you for that. <laughs> the night young. That's yes, true. that's true. There's There's more true.
0: chances to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To be honest, I'm kind of looking at the list from last episode, and I don't see anything really out of the ordinary. It seems pretty standard with what I know of of all you guys. Well, we do. I, have I, a I heard good a fried so. berry
2: in there somewhere. That's pretty. That, that, that one, one was, on was Andy's. probably the biggest surprise
0: so, for uh, me.
1: Yeah.
0: Really? Really? But then, the guys I'm, did not like it, or you just?
1: I did. Was, I just didn't think uh, Andy would have it on his list. Uh-huh. I, oh. Okay. I just, Mr 49 I really moves. enjoyed it. Yeah. I did too. I'm just saying, man. I think everything else I sort of expected.
2: <clears throat> and now I'm looking ahead at my top 5 list and four of the five haven't even been talked about yet. So I'm pretty excited.
0: Um oh shit, you know? 3 out of my 5 haven't been talked about either. That's so that'll awesome. be interesting.
1: Very interesting. We're going to get there, guys.
0: Any um, any films that anybody's mentioned so far that they haven't seen that they, after, after the last discussion, they want to see now?
2: Something we watched since the last episode?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I want
3: to see Last Night in Soho. I mean, that was on my kind of to-do list, but um, just I didn't get to it.
0: Same yeah. here. It's, it's, there's a lot that I haven't seen that has been discussed so <laughs> far, but the... <coughs> For me, the one that I did not know anything about that really intrigued me is Dustin's number ten of
1: Shadow in the Cloud. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kinda yeah. wanna I, I kinda wanna check that out based on his description. So I guess oh, yeah. uh Sun on Jason's list, that's the one I haven't seen that he he sold me on. So
2: And Lamb with you. That, that sounds amazing. That's what I was
4: just to say, Lamb. It like disappeared off of streaming for some reason and went to like buy only. So Yeah. I'll probably just have to sail the seven C's for that one. Turn in my pop cans <laughs> or something to get money for that.
0: Okay, so I've mixed up the order on, oh, on this one just for funsies. So we are going to start with our number fives. And Dustin, you're going to start us off. Oh, what is your shit. number
1: five? <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah, you were just excited true. for to hear. – we're all excited to hear Dustin's. I know. I know.
4: <laughs> well, it, maybe after this one, maybe. Um, but – um. Number five uh, blew me away again. I was uh, super excited to watch this. Uh, I wanted to go to the theater so bad, but um, I just decided against it. I waited for it to come out on streaming. Number five, Candyman. Mm-hmm. I thought this was so cool. Uh, we, I, I had been getting drips that, hey, this could possibly be a direct sequel to the first one, even though they are named the same. Uh, so, uh, we got a group together and, and we rented the, the, uh, early access off of prime for like yeah. 20 bucks and, um, you know, everybody chipped in a little bit and we watched the first one and then we watched this one back to back, which that's a I, cool way to watch them. Yeah. It was great. Um, just because everything was so fresh in our minds that when the second one, or the Candyman, the new one, 2021, started to play, it was like, we know all these locations, we know these names, mm-hmm. we're, we're so familiar with these. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like David Cronenberg's Candyman. This is a body oh, horror yeah. movie. Oh. Like, if, if I've, mm-hmm. I mean, just to compare it, I mean, and if you disagree, that's great. I'm just saying, when I watched this, there was so many parts in, in this that just were Gross. Or like his body deteriorated yeah. throughout the movie, and yeah, Andy said it last episode that was just gross. I mean, he's like, I he's like turning into like this honeycomb flesh, you know, yeah. with just it's it's bubbly, it's it's falling off. It looks so realistic. I thought for sure that his hand that was fucked. Uh, was melting off and that there was going to eventually be a hook underneath there. I thought that's <laughs> what was going to happen. You're but are rot like, right off. <laughs> right? Yes, just fall off and there he's just going to be a hook there. It's like he's really becoming Candyman. I, uh, I loved everything about it probably up until the last 10 minutes or so. It's kind of clunky at the end. It kind of feels like things get a little confusing as to who's where and what they're it, doing, and it feels a little rushed. It does. It does feel rushed, and that, and and I would love to see, you know, maybe like a uh, uned- not unedited, but like a uh, unrated or a director's cut of some kind that maybe makes that flow a little better. Because I like was confused flesh it out a bit. Yeah, I was kind of unintended. As- <laughs> yes, Uh <laughs> I was kind of confused to as to where people were in relation to each other and who was chasing who there at the end. It just kind of happened very quickly, but. Um, I thought some of the visuals in this and I'm, you know, not like high up on visuals, you know, sometimes there's like a movie like I, I didn't like, uh, what was it? Neon demon a couple of years ago, uh-huh. incredibly visual movie. Like it, it, re- I felt like it solely relied on that. Right. Um, um, but Candyman has this, these great visuals, but with, I thought was an excellent story of a continuation uh, or if you want to call it a soft reboot. I mean, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but it, it just, it, it all worked very well. And to the point where I was impressed with just about everything that I saw uh, acting wise, uh, the way that it was filmed, there's a shot that might be my shot of the year. And I'm going to spoil this um, is it's, it's a very wide, Shot of the main character was just in this apartment, I think, with maybe his agent I'm trying to remember now. Mm-hmm. But it's a wide shot of the outside of the apartment, and you can just yeah. see in her window, and yes. she's just basically being smeared across the apartment. Uh-huh. Yep. And I just thought that was so cool <laughs> and terrifying at the same time. That like I knew again as soon as I saw that part, I'm like this is going the top ten. That was too badass. <laughs> it looked so good. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, we've all kind of talked about Candyman throughout the last couple episodes. So I mean, I I won't go on anymore. But I, that was I, I definitely deserved to be in the middle of my uh, my list at number five.
0: Awesome, Jason. What's your number five? Oh my gosh, I'm
2: second. Okay, uh, my number five um it, it until uh, i kind of forgot candy man was a sequel um so i'm like looking at my list i'm like i don't really have a lot of s- sequels which is really exciting for me every <laughs> year that uh you know a lot of them are original pieces but uh quiet place part two oh um mm. loved the it. debut on this list it is yeah. first time we've yeah. talked about it um directed john krasinski you know, based on characters by our our little pals over there. Yay! And uh, just the, uh, you know, the, the first one was an incredible, and this one just gives you more of it. And it's just such a great little journey to go on. And, I mean, it's been a while. I don't think I've watched it since it came out. Um, May. So it's been a while. Um, but, um, yeah, I freaking love it. Uh, it's crazy. It's the first time it's come on this list, so must not be on your guys' list. Okay.
4: It made my uh, top twenty-one in twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I love I, I I love this as a as a, the first one and the second one as a together like a, a binge. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Be- because I love the beginning of this. Uh, I've said it a bazillion times on the podcast. I love a good breakout. Yeah, watching scene. it happen. Yeah. The whole and
2: the, the way this movie starts is incredible for that. Yes.
4: Oh and my god. That satisfied. That was missing from the first one. Yep. And they put it in this one. So that's why I think, you know, I always said like the first one like man, it's missing that breakout scene. You can probably hear me talk about that <laughs> in, pre- yep. in previous years. Yeah. And then they put it in this one. So that's why I think it works as a binge. You watch these both back to back together and uh, both solid for sure.
2: So, a couple of years later, it's nice to get a little John Krasinski back in the movie. Yeah. It was a nice way to kind of get him back in there, which I thought was awesome. Um, this one's got Cillian Murphy. Yes, of course, he's been mentioned as a beautiful man uh, <laughs> by somebody's comment. I can't remember, but...
1: Abe. Abe. Of course, it was Abe.
2: Um, yeah. So, um, I loved it, man.
1: So, uh, I, I'll I- just I'll just address what... Uh, a question I have for you guys, mm-hmm. um, you and Mike as someone who knows Beck and woods from way back and are friends with them. Um, do you view this as like, it's really cool that they say this, this thing they created now is this big, huge Hollywood, uh, you know, franchise, or do you feel like it's sort of, they birthed this thing and it was sort of like their baby and it was ripped from their hands. And now Krasinski is taking too much credit for it. I, well
0: well personally i always felt Krasinski's taking too much credit for it but that's just, <laughs> well, that's, that's that's why just because a, they're my friends but um I, I i don't think the fact that if they can continue with these films without Brian uh, um and and scott gone. um is a is a bad thing cuz knowing those guys they probably don't want anything to do with it um, just because they're not, they their mission going out there to California yeah. in the first place was to, and they, um, I even heard it was they've they've said it straight to people at like Skywalker Ranch of like in in development meetings and stuff is like we're not interested in doing any about these you know other properties we're not interested they've, in doing sequels they've been offered or many remakes sequels and yeah. Yep. They want to continue to do original content, so I feel like I, I'm pretty sure they probably still get a nice little paycheck because this is based on their property. Um, but I think they're also probably perfectly fine. I don't know; I haven't really discussed it with them, but I'm pretty sure that they would be fine not being a part of the franchise.
2: Yeah, I'm beyond you know just so happy for them. Yeah,
0: that they got to do this,
2: and and I'm sure we've all heard a million. Uh, stories of, of how you compromise in Hollywood and um, if it was so that they had to not be directors to get this movie made you know it's still you know it's tough to it's a tough decision to make but you know I'm glad that we have this movie you know of this series and and it's obviously still helped them a lot get to do more things It, you know it did work for them even though it's didn't end up really being theirs, you know, to the, to the, to the noobs, to the main people out in the world that don't know, but
0: it's just because we live in a world where the writers are the last ones to get the last to get the recognition for
2: sure. So, but yeah, I, I, but to hear them talk to, you know, John has always been really awesome through the whole process and, and I'm sure they're tickled pink and, and, I, I'm yeah. I'm just so happy for them.
0: I don't know. I kind of, maybe it's because I do know them and I know the situation, but I kind of always felt like when the first movie came out, I don't know. It's probably just me because I know them and they're from, they're from here. They're from Iowa. And so it gets talked about probably in our circles way more, but I don't know. It just always felt like as, as unknown writers, I felt like they got decent recognition for this movie. Um, for for the first movie. You know what I
1: mean? Cause I'm I'm sorta of split. Um I felt like I, I don't even know these guys. I've I've met them but I don't personally know them and you know, I didn't obviously didn't grow up making stuff with them like you guys, but oh man, I just like I have a hard time Taking it, taking that out, and it's like, you sure. know, no, being proud of them. And then it's like, oh, John Krasinski's making a sequel and he's and he's wr- written himself into it, um, <laughs> somehow brought himself back, and he's directing it now and he's taking over the franchise, and now it's his. And I felt like he did like the press. Uh, obviously, they're going to have him do the yeah. press tour. You never have the writers go out no. and do a press tour, but um, it felt like. I remember seeing him on, like, Fallon or something, and they were like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you wrote and directed this, the first one, and he never mentioned that he co-wrote it. Um, and yeah, then and then I watched the sequel in the theaters, and they live-streamed a Q&A from L.A. And so it was before it played it, there in the theater, but it was after we played because they're two hours behind us, which was sort of interesting. But they asked him about, like, you know, the sequel and he was like he said the first film was dedicated to like my kids and the second movie is dedicated to my dad because he worked in like the steel mill or something and it was like wait the first movie was dedicated to your your wife and kids you didn't like you didn't come up with the idea but yeah, um yeah. i thought that was sort of weird knowing you know that it wasn't his but what, well, you know maybe i'm just putting too much personal bias in it cuz i i like the second movie but i'm i have a hard time putting it on my list because i'm sort of like I don't know. I'd probably take it more personal than they do. They're probably <laughs> oh, yeah, c- c- completely probably, content yeah. with um, the idea that they'll keep making, you know, paychecks and, and got to get to do what they want now. So um, I don't know why I hold a grudge on, on John Krasinski, but uh, fuck you, John Krasinski. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> like one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Right, right. Go after him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get I totally get what you're saying. And I don't wanna again, I don't wanna speak for Scott and Brian, but just knowing those guys and, and listening to them talk you know, with them being on different panels and stuff at cons that we've been to lately. I I just get the feeling and maybe it would be great to sit down and really pick their brains on it and hint, get their, hint. Come on a guess. But I feel like <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> they've been, they were out there long enough to understand how things work out there and are level headed enough to be like <clears throat> well, we, we got to do this and it's opened the door for this. And so, you know, great. Might that, not that be could this be, one, but the next one will and be. And that could be part yeah, of, okay. that could be part of me, my, me personally talking too. Cause it's like, you know, when we made Collapse, I had a lot of people, you know, be, you know, ask me like, you know, how come, how come how come you say it's not not your movie that you don't you don't own this movie. Why can't you why can't you show this movie and blah and do this and do that? And I'm like, well, because we were hired to write and direct it, you know, it's so it's not our property. And I'm not bitter about that because it was a great opportunity. So I feel like that's kind of been their mentality too, but maybe, maybe that might be uh, mar- part me projecting too. I don't
1: well, know. No, maybe they're stoked that, you know, they didn't get stuck doing, you know, because <laughs> you can get stuck doing that and, and you just become the guy who does that thing, you know, that maybe they don't want to be stuck being the quiet place guys. This so, is true uh, too. Yeah. You know, that's a good yeah. Theory. Haunt was awesome. I hope they are working yes. with Adam driver. I'm, maybe I shouldn't sympathize with them. Uh, so <laughs> good for them. <laughs> yeah. i at the
0: end of the day, I'm really always excited and, and proud of them, and it's
1: good, it's good to see awesome. good people make it. So yes, yep, yeah,
0: and you don't get better than them, too. They're they're really good guys.
1: Where are we? <laughs> say, still- who who's up? <laughs> Number five for um, the next person, which would be you, Tad. This, my, oh, most of my movies that are left have been talked about. So, um, I'll be quick. Antlers, I saw it in the theater. Yay. I didn't have, um, much anticipation going into it other than it had been pushed back and pushed back to the point where I almost forgot it existed. No. Yep. And, uh, it made a little tiny, um, you know, drip in the theaters. It didn't make a splash. It was like, it's here. I think it came out the same week as something else much bigger. Um, it seemed like, They pushed that and last night in Soho out, like, I think in November, like, I I think the same weekend as, as like Dune or something. It was just like, what are we, what are we doing here, guys? (laughs) It was a bad idea. And you hold on to it for so long and then put it out for it to flop is just a, a bummer because it deserves so much more. Um, I really, really love this. Seeing it uh, in the theaters probably enhances the experience for me, but uh, I want to rewatch this as soon as I can. It was scary. It was cool. Um, monsters and violence and a family drama and uh, great performances all around. Uh, I, I don't hear enough people talking about this one, so go see Antlers.
2: Mm-hmm. Monsters in the
0: Woods.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Andy,
0: number five for you.
3: Okay, my number five is aptly titled because it is called "Vicious Fun." Oh, <laughs> um, basically the premise about this is about a kid who writes for a magazine, uh, which is the same title as the movie, and, and it's a horror magazine. And he believes that the girl that he's crushing on is, you know, dating a slime bag. So he follows him to this bar, which he initially gets very very drunk at and then he wakes up there and he stumbles on to a meeting kind of like a, a like a 12 step meeting or an AA meeting for serial killers and one of them is David I hope i have said his last name right Kochner Co- Kochner yeah, uh,
1: I'm yeah, always, I've always said Anchorman. Yeah, I've always yeah, said Kech, <laughs> Kechner. Kech, Kechner. I've always said Kechner, but yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. Champ, Champ kind. Yeah, Champ kind.
3: <laughs> um, and uh, Robert, uh, I think his last name is like Canadian. Robert Malay. Uh, he yeah. played the the big vampire for two seasons in The Strain. The big motherfucker. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's. But anyway, this movie is uh, freaking hilarious. The one liners in it. I mean, it's it's very, very he basically this this, you know, horror report horror magazine writer who who's very young and he's crushing on this girl, he has to pretend that he's this killer. And um he basically he has this premise for this fake movie called Taxicab well, what well, it ends up being called Taxicab Driller, but he he thinks that he's going to be this screenwriter that's going to write the next great horror movie. And basically he takes the premise of his movie and he basically, that's how he describes himself. He's like this taxi cab killer who like kills all his fares, you know, but anyway, any one of these uh, people in this 12 step group, uh, this girl whose name, I can't remember. um, Carrie, she's, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's right. She, she's, she's basically, she's setting out to kill all the serial killers, and she's like a vigilante. Course, yeah. And anyway, the douchebag, the whole time that he went and followed there to this, uh, to this restaurant where they're having this thing in, in the middle of the night, he's also a serial killer too. So. Now now he's gotta stop them and it's, it's a big kind of clusterfuck and it's it's very, very funny. And I think I mentioned in one podcast that the, the lead guy Bob, who he basically reminds me of like a douchier version of Jake Paul, and <laughs> uh play which is no small feat, by the way. Uh but yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's 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 gory the kills are good and the a lot of the serial
1: kickers have a lot of character. so i thought uh evan marsh that played joel the lead was really really good he was really funny yeah um yeah i liked all the characters it fell apart a little bit like to me when uh they figured him out i was like oh shit it's gonna hit the fan now and it lost a little steam for me but i had a lot of fun with this one
0: same here. I loved this movie. It'll it'll definitely be coming back into the discussion later, um, for me. But uh, i I really loved, man. Yeah, I'm with you. The, my favorite stuff there is is right there towards the beginning when they're in the uh, support group, and you're and you meet all these killers, which are like just some great satire and parodies of stereotypical killers in movies. You got your big hulking guy that likes to kill kids at summer camps. Yeah. You know, you got, uh, you got the, the very much like a, uh, like a Yakuza hitman type of guy. Um, you've got the clown killer guy. And then of course, man, <clears throat> but first of all, I hate the IMDB trivia on this because it's blatantly hmm. obvious when they talk about the one guy, um, who, uh, you know, he he, you know, wears a, uh, a clear rain jacket, just like in just like an American Psycho. He does this just like an American Psycho. Well, guess what? This character is blatantly, obviously a parody of American Psycho. Yeah, and I freaking loved him, and I loved all the little American Psycho nods that were going on. And it,
3: <clears throat> I'm sorry
0: to interrupt, but no, it also
3: fine. helps me uh, tremendously from the get go that it's got a great uh, '80s synth soundtrack, and it takes place in 1983 as well.
0: Yeah, and I, for the longest time, I'm like, why, why is this, a, why is this a period piece? Why I don't get, why is this in the '80s? But you know, probably just because the filmmakers like that. Because, but because the whole movie is just homage to all that stuff. I mean, was it just exactly. me, or did you guys feel like the whole second half of the movie was very much an homage to um, Assault on Precinct Thirteen?
1: Yeah. Like oh yeah, I mean the whole movie is a love letter to to classic horror and uh you know not just the, from the score to all this all the uh you know stereotyp- stereotypes on the killers but just uh the guy being like a horror um magazine podcaster type character. I mean podcaster before podcasters or podcasters. He's uh <laughs> yeah. like a fangoria writer basically and that's where the title comes from cuz he's trying to pitch his movie or he's trying to get an interview with his – um sort of Jason Blum like character and telling him he can do better and uh ends up using that premise to convince these people in this meeting that he is. But I, I think this movie so heavily relies on that lead performance from a guy. I've never seen in anything and he kicks yeah. his ass. I he, loved him. He was great. I thought yes. I thought he was so so good. Like I wanna see him in something like something else now because that's not an easy role. He he's very Marty McFly, not just with the vest, but with his like you know, sort of uh funny, but also worried all the time, playing it off and sort <laughs> of the, the funny loser, but likable. Like, you, you know what I mean? You're like, rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. The whole time, because he just, he cannot win his, his, um, hot roommate that he likes. He can't, uh, he can't even like speak to her without fumbling on his words. And he accidentally ends up at the spot. Cha- like, you know, it, everything just sucks for this guy and you just want one win for him. Yeah. and,
3: I know I haven't done this in a while, but line of the movie "Oh my fucking cock and tits" is when he gets that li- <laughs> that knife thrown at him. That is fuck. <laughs> that is that is gold. That is so damn good.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> freaking hilarious. So this kid is in uh, Shazam, which I haven't seen. Oh, that's the only I thing I really him remember him in that. Yeah, he plays uh, Burke Breyer. But it must that's be a only- bully or something. It's the only character I recognize or only movie I recognize on his IMDb, but um, I will definitely check him out in coming stuff because I I thought he did so good. Excellent. My number five, again, I feel
0: like, you know, with my number six, this is really stretching it to be on, on a horror list, but I don't care. Um, My number five is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Talk ghosts come on yeah it's got ghosts and I'm, i'll tell you I, 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 it it's feels hard like, to argue it feels like there's moments in the in this movie that the stakes feel higher than they were in the original ghostbusters movie so um to you know say it has roots in horror you know i'm perfectly fine with that uh it was a lot of fun great homage to uh to the previous films and and, you know, it just, again, talk about the fan service. The whole time, like, when Brandy and I, we saw it in the theater, and any any little nod, we're, like, hitting each other in the arms, being like, oh, that, <laughs>
1: that's the thing from Ghostbusters, you know. I, I Those love people, how, people. What's that? Said you're those people. We're 100% of those oh. people <laughs> real, sure. We sat yeah. next to too many of them at Spider-Man. Like, well, we weren't loud and obnoxious about it. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm a buzzkill. Like... <laughs> Yeah, we all got it, okay? We saw the Halloween three masks and Halloween kills, okay? We get it. You know, my, one of my favorite little
0: inside nods to the movie is when they show off uh, Egon's spore and fungus collection. Oh, yeah. Such a throwaway joke from the first movie, and they make it a thing in this one. I just thought that was awesome. But I was it, expecting a straight and slinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That would be That would have been cool, too, but... But that, that's my number five, so mm-hmm. we can move on to our number fours. So back to Dustin.
4: Yeah, I watched this one today. Oh shit! Believe it or not, I and don't it jumped, believe it. So, <laughs> you just better. Uh it, <laughs> uh I was so impressed with it. I wasn't expecting much. It was the last one I watched, and um, it really just I was. I was just really impressed. It, uh, number four, my number four is Meander. Uh, it's a French foreign huh. film, and uh, I hate saying this, but I feel like it's the only way that you guys and the audience will understand what it's kind of like. But it's kind of like Cube in a way. Um, oh, it's about this girl who's just she's in a way it seems like she's. Somewhat suicidal. I mean, the first scene is her laying in a road, um, and she gets picked up by this hitchhiker who is uh, – I'm sorry. She's hitchhiking. Uh, He picks her up, and um, they converse a little bit on the road. Uh, The radio comes on, and the radio explains. There's a killer on the loose with a cross on his hand. She looks over and sees the cross on his hand. And he slams on the brakes and her head hits the dashboard, lights out. Then she wakes up in this small, confined area with this interesting jumpsuit on. And like Cube, she goes to these areas and basically avoids traps. Um, It's gory, it's confusing and it's fucking fun as hell. Uh I, I do not I do not want to ruin this for you guys because if you like Cube in any way, you're going to love Meander. And that's oh why I, I, this one jumped up high on my list because I'm a fan of their first Cube movie and there's a couple other ones that are pretty good too. Um but this was just I thought it was well shot. Um but basically she's uh stuck in a tube and, or a crawl space pretty much for the entire movie crawling from one disaster to the next and uh it's just well shot well acted um and i just i i had a a pretty good satisfying ending to it as well for me anyway um but again i I would ruin this had we all seen it but since you guys i don't think you guys probably got a chance to see this one um i you've got to check it out i thought it was excellent
0: huh
1: adding it to the well, list. Well, if you say so. Yeah,
3: I wrote my I wrote it down.
1: Yeah. Meander. <laughs> How do you say that in French? Meander. Uh, Me- I don't know. Meander. Meander. there you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's what makes it French.
0: <laughs> oui, oui. Okay.
3: Think any.
0: So quick, Jason, what's your number four? <laughs>
2: uh, my number four believe it or not, is a French film. I'm I'm being serious. I did want to say that uh, my top four, though, as I look at it longer and longer, I think these top four I could probably put in any order. Like, they're really close to me, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm switching mine around every time I look at them. So, (laughs) So,
2: but I I like that it's still up here, and uh, it is a French film. Um, It is... Uh, has the name of uh, another movie from the 70s. It's an animal attack film called The Swarm.
0: See, I saw that on the master list, and I'm like, oh, surely it's not a killer bee movie. <laughs> I thought well, maybe it was just a clever title, but it, so it's a killer bee movie?
2: No, it's, uh, well, it's, <laughs> yes, but it's locusts. A, a single mother breeds locusts as high-protein food, but has trouble getting them to reproduce. Until she finds that they have a taste
0: for blood. Nice.
2: And uh this movie's fucking awesome. Um it's on Netflix, so it's pretty easy for everyone to see. Um it's uh super simple and the cast is pretty great. Uh they're they're I don't know if I want to make gnats now. This movie's so good.
4: <laughs> no, you gotta make gnats. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> But
2: I thought about saying, I thought about Nats this whole time during this. It's just like they do such a great job of showing the bugs and making them gross and icky and cool. But that's
0: what Nats know, what makes Nats cool is that we don't show the bugs yeah. because they're too small to film. <laughs> they're Nats. But uh there's uh
2: maybe a few moments that it's like CGI maybe I mean, I guess they have to be just because you can't make a swarm of something to do what you need it to do on camera. But for the most part, you're really watching real bugs do real things, and there's some creepy fucking shit in this, and the and the gore when there's gore, and there is, is fucking gross and awesome, and I mean, really great, and I loved it. It was just. Um, I didn't expect to, I've never seen the original, so I don't, I don't have that to taint anything or, uh, but, and I'm sure it's nothing like it just in, just in concept, but, um, yeah, I can't, I can't say enough about it. I've tried to get you guys to watch it, but wow, a
0: killer bug movie in 2021 and it's this high on your list. Yeah, <laughs> man. I've got to freaking see it. That's now.
5: what I'm saying
0: you know i love animal attack movies
2: you do and this is definitely an animal attack oh my god there's this one i can't say okay but go ahead that's mine the swarm (laughs) is so good a lot of buzz
3: around it hey there it is he's back where's that drum thing Uh (laughs) i'm using it on that
1: (laughs) okay tad what's your number four My number four has been brought up. Another movie I saw in theaters and loved, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Um, So cool. Another one I had really anticipated for so long and pushed back. And um, Edgar Wright hasn't missed, man. Every one of his movies is awesome. Uh, And he continues that. I I was a little worried that he would, uh, you know – deviate from his comedy and it wouldn't be good, but so far he's showing he has range and he can do just about anything. Documentaries to, um, comedy to this, which is a psychological horror and the lead performance was great. I guess the lead performances were great. Um, great soundtrack. One of the best soundtracks in years. Oh yeah. I think he's starting to rival Tarantino on like (laughs) using music, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just fantastic stuff. So, um, if you, even if you don't like the movie, which I don't know why you wouldn't, um at least give the, the soundtrack a spin because it's like '60s British movie or music, and it's it's a ton of fun.
4: Can I ask something? For I've seen this as well, but for you guys, did this did this feel like an Edgar Wright movie? Um, you, because <clears throat> it, I mean, if you it, just watching it, Um because I like for everything he's done before um even non-horror like you know Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that this to me watching camera style way it was shot did not feel like Edgar Wright if you would have told me it wasn't him you know and just it, some other director i would probably be like okay because it it just doesn't have those zoom in shots those uh, quick transitions and maybe it doesn't need them because of the way you know the, you know, the content of the movie. Uh, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it's shot the way that it, it's paced like an Edgar Wright movie. I don't know. Does anybody disagree or agree with
1: that? I could, I can see what you're saying. It doesn't have a lot of his trademarks. Um, I thought it was just gone. I, I thought just there gone. was enough of the,
2: the editing that, that gave me some of the feels. I mean, it's not heavy handed in any of his uh, dot points of style but I thought the editing wise I guess I felt there was enough there to give it a feel of his
4: okay Hmm. well I I really tried to get into this I really tried because I love Edgar Wright I have every one of his movies and this just didn't I just I guess I wasn't feeling it I don't know and maybe I was overhyped for it because I think we watched it as as soon as it came out on streaming Mm -hmm. um I loved the trailer. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, "This looks really good." And then I think maybe the trailer ruined a lot of things that I might have been excited about uh, because I was waiting for all the stuff that I saw in the trailer to happen in the movie, and it was just there was not a lot of surprise for me. I guess Um, I think it's well shot. Shot. I think it's well acted, and I agree everything that uh, Tad said about the soundtrack. I just, I just. There were no surprises for me, and I just really wasn't surprised by the ending. Um, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just me not getting it, you know, getting into it. So change, help me change my mind. Make make me like it.
1: <laughs> well, I think maybe I going into it not watching trailers helped me because I was completely surprised mm. by things. I knew who was oh, in yeah, it, same. um and I knew who directed it, and and I knew about uh you know it was, it was a psychological horror but what's strange is that I, the, the thing i kept seeing i was trying to avoid stuff i kept seeing was them comparing it to italian horror films and when i watch it i'm oh, like yeah. other than mm. color gels no like this isn't mm. uh, argento film this is
4: i didn't get that either
1: no, I think people just associate him with, like, if you have neon pink in your movie, you're suddenly ripping off <laughs> Suspiria. It's like, this has nothing to do with that. I mean, maybe, like, the mirror stuff, where she's, you know, seen, no spoilers, seen sort of the uh, other version of herself in the mirror. But uh, that's such a stretch to be, like, it has colors and mirrors. It's, it's Dario Argento inspired. Like, no, that's, you know.
2: At the same time, I'm sure we could all agree that, like, you don't have to... The director doesn't have to check off all his boxes for it to. It doesn't have to follow those same. Well, I feel like yeah, he, to, maybe to, he, to make a good movie.
1: I think this one he um, really wanted to like sort of get away from that. Like you know, there's no um, real cameos from his normal cast and crew he throws in. There's no. Uh, almost no humor in this. Um, I just feel like he almost wiped the slate clean and he was like, I'm going to do the unexpected and not fall into what you expect from me, which I could appreciate. And,
4: and that's what I, that's what I like about Edgar Wright though. I like it because he has this style. I like it because sure. he's got like this Sam Raimi type zooms and transitions that like, you know, for somebody, for somebody like me who is a fan are looking for those things. And when you're not doing those, I feel like it's just like everything else. I'm not saying this is like everything else, but I don't want him to slip away from from what made me love his movies. And I guess, you know, for somebody like me who was looking for that thing, which is those types of things, just a little disappointed is all.
2: Sure. I I still saw a fucking masterful directing job when it came to the cinematography, because I think a lot of those. Shots where they, the new and the old were at the same time, you know, in the mirrors, out of the mirrors. Like, I feel like, I mean, it felt very practical. And a lot of those were long shots. Mm-hmm. And it was like the choreography alone to make those work, uh, I'm sure, uh, pushed him and challenged him in a way. I, I There's no way I, we could ever do anything like this. So it felt very masterful. I was watching a master director shoot this concept in in for real um practically and and that was really fun to watch those long choreographed dancing shots and through and out the mirrors and the time and all in these takes and i i liked that about it a lot too yeah
3: sweet
0: andy what is your number 4
3: <laughs> my number 4 um it's already been mentioned once before in in the list and it's to me. It's just a hell of a lot of fun, and it came out very early in the year. And it's psycho gore, man. Gotta love my. <laughs> yeah. I gotta love my hunky boys, man. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I first i when I first watched the trailer, I was just like, I I went and got my wife. I was just like, my wife is gonna dig this, you know. Normally, she oh, wow. doesn't really. You know, like like horror movies, but she's just like I'm. Like, honey, we need to sit down and watch this. I think you'll get like a kick. And the wife really liked it too. So, um, not really much more to say uh, than what's already been said. I mean, other than some people didn't mention the dad in this. I think (laughs) he's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he he makes like. Uh one chicken dinner out of the year and he thinks he's like father of the year he's yeah. just like you're you're welcome <laughs> just like <laughs> what a bum you know but uh <laughs> doing my best yeah yeah but S- psycho gorman and just like the uh what like the council up in space you're just like we don't know what the fuck to do we're like totally fucked you know and just yeah just the the whole um i guess the whole universe that they created i mean it was just i think it was so well crafted and just and and so unique um all all down to like the bounty hunters that are supposed to come down and get them to like that that i don't know that that blood slosh monster guy or whatever i mean just <laughs> all all of it is just so very unique and the whole universe is is <laughs> it's, it's it's so much fun um
4: dude, don't forget about the friend the friend who has been <laughs> transformed <laughs> and it You're is like, that way a, like <laughs> a walking
3: t- brain yeah. yeah yeah so good like, like meekzilla from Aqua teen hunger force <laughs> yes. or whatever yeah yeah so good um but yeah and the one liners in there is just like i'd feel a lot better if you were dead you know and just i mean great yeah. stuff but yeah psycho gorman if you don't like this movie dude <laughs> Fuck you. <Yeah. laughs> that's all I got to say to them. Oh, my. Uh, the, my. My number four, definitely uh, Psycho Gourmet.
0: Excellent. My number four, which has also been brought up before, is Malignant. Yeah. I, man, yes, I do love this movie. And I definitely love the comparisons to Basket Case because that's exactly the same thing I thought of when we get to that. When we get to that moment, and you know, I didn't have like any spoilers or anything, but the anticipation was there of like, you know, the third act goes freaking bonkers. You yes. know that's what My I kept gosh. hearing, and um, so I'm prepared for it and prepared for a bonkers third act, but it still got me. Still, it still <laughs> got me. So, yeah, it was great. I, <laughs> I'm with you. I want to see more from this universe, and and I just I love how. the when that moment happens and you know, the body contorts and stuff and it's so cool. It's so cool. It's
3: unforgiving
4: at that point. (laughs) Like there's just no hold bars. It's not
3: a tumor. (laughs) 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 It's like quado on the back of her head.
4: Yeah.
0: So yes, malignant definitely one that needs to be in the collection for sure. Freaking great. We are moving on now to number three though. (laughs) Top three, top three. Here we go. Oh. Dustin, what is your number oh, three so film sad. of the year?
4: <laughs> I these next these next three are uh, def, probably definite buys from me. Um, number three, uh, went in blind, uh, only knowing uh, who was involved, and absolutely loved it. Uh, was Night Books uh, on Netflix? Oh, um, it was fun. It was good. You want was- to talk about uh, Introduction to Horror for your kids? It's Nightbooks. Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, they won me over probably about like six times in the movie. I'm like, okay, all right, cool it, cool it. You got me. You've got me. <laughs> like they just kept yeah. going and going with these uh, nods and um, homages. And the thing is, it's – You know, like when you watch like a Pixar movie and you've got like the stuff that's for kids, but then they do something that's like maybe like borderline like PG-13 in the background that like, ah, that was for the parents. Well, like Mm -hmm. that's what Nightbooks is, is that it's got like the kids and the spooky stuff. But then there's like, you know, an Evil Dead shot. Uh, I mean, oh, then I was gonna say who was involved. It's uh, Sam Raimi produced and Rob Tappert produced. So yeah, there's really? so much like okay. s- there's so many scenes that are just right out of um, you know Evil Dead and lots it, of
3: Lost Boys too.
4: Oh, that's the thing. That's why the, they were Ugh. like winning me over. Like they do like a rendition of Lost Boy a uh, uh, Cry Little Sister in it. That's yep. just uh. so perfect and. <laughs> This was so much fun. I'm like, if I had kids and they were getting to that age, this right here is perfect. You know, we always talk about like, we could probably, like (coughs) gremlins, you know, we could probably do something like that. And your kid might or may not be, it might be a little too spooky. But Nightbook uses old fairy tales like uh, um, Hansel and Gretel as the the biggest fairy tale they go off of um, and, and base it around pretty much uh, so it, you know it involves a witch capturing children in their house and they have to basically this kid that um, uh, that they've caught he tells stories but he just recently given up stories because he had a, a, a kind of like a uh, a tussle with his best friend who is no longer interested in that and so he has to tell the witch a scary story every night. And when I first watched this, I thought this was going to be an anthology film, and this kid was just the wraparound story, and he was going to tell his story, and it would go into it, and then I, it would come back. Yeah, and I thought it was
3: going to be Tales from the Dark Side, almost.
4: Right, exactly, know? exactly. Uh, and there's some definitely some Tales from the Dark Side vibes. It doesn't do that. It the story it does it maybe just a little bit, but it it is exclusively this boy's story throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that he's trying to uh write stories or and and also trying to figure out how to get out because this house is kind of moving through like space and time um it's just really interesting it like i said it's it's cool enough because your kids could watch it and cool enough because it has those excellent nods um from the uh from evil dead and i just want to say one real quick here because it was it was so great but if you've ever if you've seen um drag me to hell i mean uh sam Ramy in that movie just has something uh great about that witch uh and throwing up that <laughs> There is a witch in this one, but, and it does throw up, but it throws up candy all over them, but it, it, it's a replacement for gore, but it worked so well that you're just, you're just like, yeah, shaking your fist in the air when it's happening because you know, you know, you, you know, it can't be blood or it can't be like gross stuff. It's, it's gotta be for kids. So they make it work. I feel like in, in all the parts of the movie, it definitely worth a watch. And that's, it's, that's why it's so high up on my list.
3: I agree um uh the the wife and I watched it cuz the wife and I start the wife started watching it and she's just like if this is on your list you may I'm not going to we we need to watch this together <laughs> and the thing is about this this kid that tells the stories you know you just my heart just went out to him. I felt so sorry for him. I just wanted, I almost want to grab this kid and hug him and tell him that it's going to be okay. You know, you will find your kind. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like you, because like being horror fans and just, you know, we're, we're so passionate about this genre. You feel like he's one of us. You just want to hug him and tell him that it's going to be okay. It's just like you have, you have your people kid. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I agree with Dustin on this a hundred percent. It's, it's well worth the watch and it's great, great intro for kids.
0: Man, it's another one I've never even heard of. And in fact, it was Netflix. Because, yeah. Yep. I'm going to definitely have to watch it. It's directed by the same guy who did Brightburn. Awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not going to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Man, Dustin's giving me all kinds of goodies to watch. Uh so Jason, what's your number three?
2: Well, speaking of Dustin, remember earlier in maybe it was last episode when he's like when he's like, you know people and how they suck sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's happened with uh, malignant man. Third, I fucking love this movie so much. It's so goddamn awesome. And anyone who can't have fun watching yeah. this fun movie can get fucked. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> god dang. This movie's great. And just just come off it if you don't. If you can't deal with this, it's so their fucking opinions good. wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> it just is. This movie is so great. It's my number three, man. Oh, gosh! I'm so glad you guys liked it. Yes, oh, thank. You. I've been waiting all day <laughs> oh. had to get it out. I did oh, I just like <laughs> oh, I got to see it in the theater and I just uh fucking I just um, and and like these a holes that you're talking about are in the theater with me at the time. They're just like, oh, mm-hmm, boy. Mm-hmm. not not necessarily with me. I can just right. tell that. I'm the only one in the theater, like f- fucking loving this. And I'm like hooting and hollering. Probably. I mean, probably cause I do, but, uh, I just, I'm just like, I can't believe. No, not everyone's cheering with me. This is <laughs> yeah. so gosh dang fun.
0: Anyway, I loved it. It's so good. If I was there with you, buddy, I'd have been cheering. Oh me. dude. So fun. <laughs> okay. Tad, what about you? What's your number three?
1: Man, I think this might be the most controversial call uh-huh. yet, because he's using a serious voice, Mike, <laughs> he's he's pulling a fast one. He's well, so full of crap. I am no, I am pulling a fast one um, because uh, you guys are, don't throw things at me. Don't be angry. This is uh, something I didn't anticipate being on my list when I I went into them. But um, I'm putting the whole Fear Street trilogy as number three. All right. Oh, yeah, oh
4: that, okay. That works good as a as a great like unit. One, two, and three. It, uh, I think she really does. I,
1: I I really think you can't have one without the other. So they and I don't want to take three spots with it. I enjoy yeah, the Mike fuck out of these. The same thing. That was the. I didn't know
3: if I could do that, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was gonna say if you're gonna make me pick one, I would probably just say the first one. But you can't have the first without the second and the third, and yeah. you can't have the third without the first. You know, you can't right. have one without the other two. So I'm just throwing them out as as a trilogy as one thing. Um, and I love the fuck out of these. This was so cool. Uh, They're so, like, the easily digestible. They're they're mm-hmm. just, you know, you turn well off your brain. For, yeah, you just turn off your brain and enjoy some good old slashers. And they had these cool-ass characters that were killers mm-hmm. that came back, you know? And Yeah, for
2: being complicated, it really wasn't that complicated. It no, was really and it, fun to
1: sit down. And it was sort of cool, like, the opposite of Malignant, where I'm like, I was at Target, and I see, like, one of my friend's older sisters who has, like, a bunch of kids now, like, teenagers, and she's uh-huh. like, I know you probably like, you know, will turn your nose up at this, but like have you seen the Fear Street movies? I'm like, "Oh, I I fucking love them." She's like, "My yeah. kids are obsessed." And I'm like, "That's so cool that like teenagers can be obsessed and then me at 36 I can love them too." Like, you know, it's just it's nice it's like ushering a new generation into that, you know. It's like our scream or something. Where you know it's it's relying on those old stereotypes, and we had one for like '90s, and we had the '70s. You know, it's just it's, mm-hmm. and then it wraps it up yep. so perfectly in a bow at the end. I just I love this trilogy. I love what they did. It's so cool to have three of them, and and I almost uh, prefer the way. And I'm a big proponent of the theater, but the way that you know Netflix bought these and and. You know, from Fox, I believe, who, you know, got bought by Disney, and Disney was like, We don't want these movies. So who wants them? They sold them to Netflix. Um, and Netflix was like, well, Let's just put one out every like Friday, wasn't it? And Episodically,
4: yeah. Yeah. yeah that's
1: that's, that's, that's awesome. was so great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this would have worked. Like, you know, if you try to put like one out every six months or one a year in theaters, I don't know how they plan on doing this, but um, I think, you know, they, it was a happy accident doing yeah. it, you know, on Netflix, and hopefully. They they see that too and they're like let's keep doing these it don't have to be the same cast or crew or stories you know they can just use this as like uh, a, an overall like umbrella of you know Fear Street and just keep making them man
2: but answer this one question great. how did they afford the music
1: oh <laughs> no shit like well, so real. Fox, you know, Fo- everybody was jumping on like I can't believe Netflix did this. Like Netflix just bought it from Fox. It was already filmed, edited, everything was done. Oh, wow. Uh they just bought they just threw a bunch of money and and you know, Fox and or I guess Disney now since they're owned, they were just like we don't know what to do with this. Uh we have this trilogy of movies that we're sitting on and you know, I imagine Netflix got a pretty good deal on them and like I I the music, yeah, I don't know how you get the clearance every 30 <laughs> seconds there's another major hit, you know.
2: Major. Yeah. Song? Yeah
1: like top 40 radio
3: for like, you know, almost a 30 year span. It's almost too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It
4: kind of was almost. Is it (laughs) too early to tell? Like, do do you think this will ever happen again? Do you think we'll ever get anything like this Mm -hmm. in this capacity to where you've got a full on trilogy fleshed out, all ready to go. And then we'll get them like every other week or whatever they, they, they came out at like, I mean, I feel like it's a, a I, a I think we need to recognize it, that this might be the, maybe the first and last time this ever happens in this way.
1: At this level, yeah. Because, I mean, we get sort of like that with miniseries or with, sure. you know, I mean, it's only an hour and a half. It's like, you know, a long episode of, uh, of series, for one every week. But like you said, it's it's not going to be as epic as this because with the music and th- these are yeah. full on features, you know, so. yep. yep. I don't know, man. I, I grew up on a steady diet of R. L. Stein. He's probably uh, the reason I'm sitting up. here talking to you guys is because yeah. of the Goosebumps book. So uh, um scary you know.
3: stories told in the dark, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and so these are right up my my uh, alley, up my fear street. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> super super
2: ah. unique writing just to 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 tell it backwards <laughs> while using the same cast. Yeah, it was so, so cool. neat. have it so and have
1: neat. it make sense, and it and really just, did. Yeah, how everything was S- it sort reminded well of reminded me of how good American yeah. Horror Story used to be. That's kind of I wondered. Yeah, how I
0: liked this had. series a lot too, and Eight. I debated on putting it in my top ten, but I couldn't decide. Do I just so put spot. it on as one? <laughs> be brave like Tad and just do it, or <laughs> split it up the three? And I felt like I don't want to take up three spots with this, but. Yeah, so good. definitely, definitely some of the best of the year. It was definitely a lot of fun. So, uh, Andy, what's your number three?
3: Uh, my number three has also already been mentioned on this list once before. Uh, I love this uh, anthology uh, series, and it's VHS ninety four. Uh-huh. Right on. Uh, it's it's so good. I mean, I think. I may like v h s two slightly better than this one, but this one is is very very well done and and it's uh well, it's <laughs> leaps and bounds above viral but uh um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which which that again isn't really saying much, but I tell you what this is this is a damn good uh horror anthology um I don't know what else what else needs to be said all of uh the the stories i thought were strong i mean they weren't perfect but they they all really really delivered and uh yeah vhs 94 is my number three
1: we want more shutter bring us more
3: yeah 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 Yeah. beat us more
1: so, my
0: number three is gonna I'm going to tell you right now. It's honestly the one I've been the most excited about to talk about wow. this whole time. For one, I just <laughs> this is what one of the one of the cool things I like about this about this thing that we do with the year end episodes is, discovering movies that I probably would have never discovered if it wasn't for us doing this. And I'm not talking about just like the stuff on the list. Like if I start going down a rabbit hole of like, well, what else is out there for 2021 besides the hundred that we have on the list? And I found one because my problem was, is, is list all the stuff I wanted to see. I didn't have access to and didn't want to spend the money on. Um, and then some of the stuff that I did have access to, I'm like, this does not look like, it would interest me at all. (laughs) So I, so I, you know, just started looking, you know, I was on prime and just looking for any, you know, movies that I can watch with prime. that came out in 2021 and I stumbled upon a movie that ended up being my number three on the list, just a random discovery. And I'm so excited about it. It's called untitled horror movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It is. Has anyone else seen it? Yeah, I mean I, everybody but Tad. Oh, oh, I didn't don't. see
1: the list. I it think was, everybody jumped on because of your recommendation. Yeah, right? that's the power that's cool. you was hold. Good. Cool, yeah, cool, it's nice. really good.
0: Yeah, I loved, loved, loved this movie. It Really, at first, it reminded me of um, what was it called? What was that one host? Uh, host yes, thank you. That was <laughs> out last year uh, because it's it's all done through through um, Skyping. Um, and, it, and it's about these very much. This group of satire, uh, satire like stereotypical, you know, Hollywood wannabe actors, Hollywood actors and whatnot. that's just you, you they're they're not good people. And what I found fascinating is that like, here's a cast of unlikable people, but I liked them. I, I, yeah. I, was. They treat each other like shit. Dude. I know, but I. Was, they're so below the belt with everything they say. I think between the performances and the, and the, the overall comedy and everything, um, of it that, I did not hate, hate these people. I know they're not good people, <laughs> but I was interested in their stories. So, but this is just such a great satire and parody of of the found footage genre and where it's going with stuff like, you know, Skype, you know, these Skype movies like host and whatnot and such, such a um, commentary on like Hollywood mentality. <laughs> um, oh man. I, I have not laughed out loud to myself while watching a movie in quite a long time, but that scene one of my favorite scenes is, you know, shit's starting to get real and it takes, it takes a little while before like the real horror stuff happens, but everything is, I, th- I felt was set up so nice mm-hmm. um, to get to that point. And I was invested all the way And I'm not going to say a slow burn because it wasn't, you know, these characters were, were, were endearing and they're own little nasty ways and um just really funny but the funniest part for me is when the shit is really starting to hit the fan and the one guy spills this milk
1: and he's more yeah. upset about the spilled <laughs> milk
0: i was dying he's like oh man i spilled my milk <laughs> meanwhile like people are getting thrown around by ghosts and shit it, it stepped in my it's in my sock <laughs> yeah it's cracking me up just even thinking about it so that is definitely the discovery for me for the year, man. This is untitled horror movie. Um, you know, not my number one spot, but just my my favorite discovery of the year, my own personal discovery. It was It's a, it's a gem. Yeah. It really is. <clears throat> yeah, definitely worth a watch. And it's not, you know, it's only like I think an hour and 20 maybe. So, it's a quick view as well, but it's definitely well worth it. It wasn't at all what I expected when I clicked on it either. Me
2: neither. No. And, and and like you said, like it starts out with this giant hill to climb. Cause these, they're all turds, you know, yeah. you like, yeah. there's a lot to overcome. Yeah. Very to get
0: self-absorbed. To,
2: yeah. It doesn't take too long. And
0: yeah, the lead blonde who just never has a redeeming moment. She's just a nasty bitch. The whole thing. <laughs> so Kelly. self-absorbed. Um, I, I really liked her a lot. And she, the movie gets really meta because they're not playing themselves, but uh, there's she does reference. There's moments where she's basically referencing herself as an actress, and there's like a line in there about how. She was in the the number one horror movie of 2017, which is a reference to 47 Meters Down, which is a movie that she was in. And then she also makes a reference later on in the film too about how she had to train in scuba diving and thought she was a real scuba diver for a minute. And I'm like, oh, that's another reference to 47 Meters Down. So, and the fact that it was like extremely subtle and you really had to pick up on that to get it, and it wasn't like forced a forced fed little inside joke or anything so yeah it's kind of like how sorry go ahead uh, i was just gonna say i kind of
3: like how that one guy is ragging on uh the guy who trains with that uh acting coach like leslie somebody (laughs) or other yeah he just goes dean cundy he shot halloween jurassic park it's like you don't know who the fuck that guy is (laughs) it's (laughs) like what the fuck is this lady teaching you
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) which even dean cundy gets a tip the cap too. Yeah, and that that's the one character in the movie, the acting coach who is actually just playing herself. That is yeah. that actual actress. And the dog was shaking like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I'm glad I'm glad you guys got you guys have seen it and thought it was pretty cool too cuz that's my number 3. But now we're down to number 2. Oh my gosh. This is oh, it's getting
4: Getting real. It's getting real. I'm on the edge of my seat. Dustin, what's your number two? Uh my number two. We've already talked about it, so spoiler. Um that I had a blast watching this again. I had a blast watching a lot of these, but this one more so because we watched it with a bunch of friends. Uh VHS 94. Nice. I thought it was almost perfect. And I think if it ha- would have had a better wraparound story, I'm not sure it would even still top it to my number one. But I just had so much fun watching this movie because, like Tad said earlier, it's a return to form for VHS because, you know, when the first one came out, you know, everybody involved with that one, that one was such a, such like a a sneaky hit in a way. Um, I don't think anybody really anticipated it to be as popular as it was supposed to be or what what people thought it would be. Um, And then I didn't even really like the first one that much. And then like, VHS 2 came out And that one blew me away And I was sold on the entire series I love (laughs) part 2 I got this great part 2 box set That comes with the Blu-ray And a VHS copy of the movie For part 2 It is so cool And watching that on VHS Was, uh, again, with friends Was awesome and then, obviously, Viral came out, and I was just like, okay, well, they're never going to make another one of
5: these ever.
4: And I was really thinking that. And then I saw 94. I'm like, oh. And I saw a couple screenshots. I'm like, that looks okay. All right. We'll, we'll check it out. And, of course, you know, you got Shudder, so we can watch it. Uh, and I think I, I think the only story that I – gosh. The, the, uh, it's just the wraparound story. Every little story – in the movie is great i loved the ratma or ratma or however you say that Uh um the 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 uh, um funeral home scene i it this should be an example on how to build tension yeah um oh yeah like, like used in classes because it does such a good job of um you know with power outages oncoming storm you're in a funeral home there's a dead body in the room there's nobody there you're by yourself it's got all the perfect elements there that is so scary like the the tension building and then the payoff is perfect like that to me is an excellent story um i loved the end story too because that seemed like some real like fucking like somebody's filmed this shit and they really found uh you know this these monster vampire type uh figures and are trying to <laughs> uh turn them Weaponize into weapons them. yeah like that was just i thought every story in it was so cool and i can i only hope they release you know more and i hope they release this one on vhs too um <laughs> i mean it. it's yeah. I just, they did it's if, a good if, one. They, if they can stick with it if they can if they if if a lot of people watched it i'm not sure how streaming works and in, in revenue for shutter But, you know, hopefully there was enough views to warrant, you know, continuing on to, you know, something else.
5: If
2: they made it past viral, they have to be able
4: to. (laughs) Yes. If you, yeah, yeah, if you can, if you can. We're in redemption territory now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Jason, you're up. Number two. Oh my gosh. Well, it's really exciting because
2: this one hasn't been talked about yet. And that's weird, but oh, that's cool. but kind of cool. And I'm just gonna say it now: if I hear the word, I'm gonna stop talking about it. But this movie is directed by my boy M. Knight. It's old. Oh, sweet! I I fucking loved it. It was great. Um, I think everyone probably saw a trailer. You know, family tropical holiday on a secluded beach, and then they just uh, start getting older, and <laughs> shit goes crazy, and um. Yeah, it's really I loved it, because it's just that I about oh I almost slipped up and said the T word. But uh
0: it um uh, <laughs> Is that your trigger word? But a
2: mystery. But it was a you know, the mystery of it all. Just trying to figure it out and I, I, I liked where the you know, where it went and had a nice fun little message and and it was just it was just a, just so great CNM night back in <laughs> in the director chair and I loved it.
0: I loved it, loved it, loved it. I too am a big M Night fan. The only reason why it hasn't been mentioned by me at all because
4: I didn't get to see it. Yet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think Dustin Bombed. was the only other one. So I it made my top twenty-one. All so. right. Cool. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: Sweet. So where are we at, Tad? Oh wait, this one. Yeah, Tad. Is it me? Yeah. So number two, no surprise. I think it's been on most lists already. Uh, Psycho Goreman. Uh, number two. Yeah, wow. Nice. Yeah. This is so, so much fun, man. <laughs> like laughed a whole lot. It's so stupid. It's so hilarious. It's so unique. <laughs> um, nothing else like it. I just, you know, this is one that will be, um, you know, a repeat watch and one that you show your friends. Uh, just that kind of fun Group watch movie, I would say. Heck yeah. Yeah, total, absolutely. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Totally.
0: <laughs>
3: Andy, Frig what, off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andy, what's your number two?
3: Uh, my number two is, I don't think any of you guys watched it, and I really wish you would have, because oh. I, I want to talk to you about it. It's called Bloody Hell.
4: Oh. Oh, I had that on my watch list. I could not fit it in.
3: And basically it's about this guy he has he spent um eight years i believe in prison, but it was because he he was thro- he thwarted a bank robbery because he's a trained like uh by the military he's like he's a he's a badass, but he's kind of got a little bit of a screw loose because he can actually see his um uh his his conscience, his, his con he can see his conscience. So it's like, it actually has like, it takes physical frame and he accidentally, while he thwarts this bank robbery, he's a hero, but he accidentally shoots somebody during the process of it accidentally. And he kills all the bad guys. So he spends eight years in prison and he's, when he's there, he throws a dart at a map and he's, he just wants to leave the U S he wants to start over. He ends up in Finland. So, immediately when he gets to finland he's drugged and he's kidnapped and he winds up in this basement so like his life is shitty but when he wakes up he's hanging by his arms in this basement he looks down and half of his leg is missing yeah and he wants to scream and then a hand slaps over his mouth and it's his consciousness he's just like shut the fuck up shut up And he's just like, we got to think of something, man. And it's like his conscious, his conscious is like looking around this room and like he starts to cry. And then his conscious comes over there and says, stop that. That's not going to do any fucking good. We got to get the fuck out of here. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty damn funny. It's almost like, um, the European backpacking version of Texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) only funnier (laughs) because this family is actually cannibals. And they're going to slowly eat him and, you know, they're just going to carve off whatever they want. You know, if they, if, if he dies, he, he just dies hanging there. And it, it turns out one of the family members is like this girl who's like, never really wanted to be part of this, you know, she kind of solved like the error of her ways and she's going to try to help him out, but she, they really, they're really kind of onto her. And mm-hmm randomly you hear like this loud thumping throughout the house so you can and there's this cage where this thing is kept you know so it's like the big bruiser you know hills have eyes version of this family that they have to keep feeding but so this guy in his conscience you know uh basically have to get him and this girl, this Finnish girl that he just met out of this house. And it's, it, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I watched it very early during this year. And I really wish you guys would have seen it. Cause I think you guys would have a really good, really fun time with this. I mean, it's just like, and the conscience is like hilarious. Like when things go, go wrong, he'll like throw temper tantrums and shit. He's just like, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck are we going to do? You know? And, um, <laughs> Like during the bank robbery, uh, for instance, I'll spoil a little part. Like, like the conscience is talking to him, and you can see him like start grinning, and people are looking at him like, "What the fuck is with this guy?" And his conscience is just like, "Dude, shoot
0: him in the dick!" <laughs> totally <Just> <laughs> shoot
3: him in the dick, you know. Um, but yes, guys, uh, Bloody Hell is my number two, and you guys, you guys oh, awesome. need to see this damn movie. It's it's very very good.
0: Definitely keep an eye yeah, out. You for that sold game. me for sure. Awesome. Well, here I go. Number two. My number two. It's been brought up. But uh, I think only one other time. My number two, my second favorite movie of 2021 was Vicious Fun. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I freaking love this from beginning to end, man. You know, I. I <clears throat> I mentioned before that, you know, my favorite stuff was the, um, support group circle scenes. Um, but even after, even after that, I thought it was a fun ride and just love all the homages. And it was hilarious as hell. And I thought everybody was great. Uh, but the lead kid, you know, you know, who had to carry this thing did an amazing job. And yeah, never even seen this kid before, but I put David Ketchner in a movie and I'm there because I love that guy. I'll watch him mm-hmm. in anything. So yeah, that is my number two for sure. Vicious fun.
4: Was very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Viciously <laughs> fun. Don't you like in that movie how the, the the magazine well, I think it was called Vicious Fanatic, maybe, but yeah. like it's It's uh cover framework was like that of uh Fango, oh, it like,
0: straight up was fango like a, it almost oh, yeah. like they took like an old fango and pay, and you know photoshopped their title of their magazine on top
3: of right. it right. they
4: had the film reel on the side with the screenshots oh, and yep yeah. yeah
3: i have a i i th- i think one of the things that Mike is gonna take away from this is that like. It's going to be a question on Insane's games at some point. Like, what is the faux movie
0: (laughs) in Vicious Fun? Like, I'm gonna be able to say taxi cab (laughs) driller. Yep. Yep. Well, not now. You ruined it. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I'll give it a year when you have forgotten. (laughs) Okay, this is it, gang. We are to the number one, oh, our oh favorite movie 2021. This is it. Oh, so drum roll here. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill that in later. Oh, okay. That's good. That's perfect. And when I'm dying to find out, <laughs> Dustin, what is your number one? This should be pretty obvious. Yep.
4: Like this should have been like, duh, from right on the start. But I love this movie. Got misty eyed at the end. Yep. I just yep. had there a fucking blast uh, watching this movie, but Ghostbusters Afterlife. Holy cow! Like they made this for me, and they made this for like fans. Yep. Which uh, it, there is a lot of fan service, and you know we can go back to talking about the the punching bag we talked about in the last episode <laughs> with with Malignant and Halloween Kills. Yeah. But this movie got beat the fuck up, it's and dumb. the reviews. And I don't really? get it. I don't get it either. Yeah, and it's like mm. oh, the fan service. It's it's blatantly in your face, and it's really not. If you're a fan and you see something like the the glove compartment opening up and the Twinkie falling out, yep. that's pretty insignificant. If you're new to the series, but as us, we watch it, we know that Egon likes Twinkies. So yep. the fuck what? Like who cares? Like it? it like I- I'm confused at anybody saying hey, a movie has too much fan service. You know I, I don't get that. These
3: from 1984, they got a long shelf life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That too. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't get that. And again, that was the punching bag item for this hmm. movie. It was like I'm too much fan service, know. too much fan service. Um and I don't and I think there it's there and it, it is obvious if you are a fan, but I I don't think there can be too much if you're a fan of the series i don't yeah. i don't get that like we got marvel movies here that are always sneaking in comic book um, is, is stories you know a lot of a lot of those that fan service and there's stuff that um i'll go watch a youtube video after watching a marvel movie and they'll be like well this is from here here and this and this and this this is from this episode this here and here it's <laughs> now, how look all this great stuff that they mixed together and they made this awesome stew and you know there isn't a lot of ghostbusters out there you know, there's a yep. couple of movies and, you know, a comic yep. book series and a cartoon, you know. So they did, I thought, a great professional job without alienating the newer audience uh, to make it still work. And it, it was everything that it needed to be. And uh, I thought it was classy in how it kind of ended <laughs> yeah, and careful. not yeah. overstepping their bounds, not to give too much away. Um, to the point where it could become cringy, but I've read reviews where people said the entire end was nothing but cringe. Oh but then come I, on! I, then I don't think you're a fan. Right. Like, why are you watching right. the movie? Right. I just, why are you? It's a
3: fan or a fan. I know franchise. How do you not service
4: a fan right. franchise? Exactly. What the fuck the Ghostbusters does not exist without us. There's there, it yeah. it it has continued on for years because of us, and that's the only reason. Like you couldn't get those three guys, four guys, or, you know, at the time to even get in the same room together, and somehow they still keep doing it, and they get them together somehow, and, sp- yeah. and sp- you know, it, it, to to be in these movies or be in these games, uh, to lend their voices or their images, and they they still keep doing it. Because of us, you know? So I, fan service has got to be there. You don't make these movies without a fan service. So that was the punching bag. That's what everybody gravitated towards when it came out. And it just got beat up. And I'm really glad that I didn't pay attention to it beforehand because I mm. didn't want to know. Um, but just watching it, man, I it was a great theater experience. We did LDX yeah. in Burlington and, oh. you know, the massive sound system. And just, I, I like hearing all the sounds and they're there. S- s- yeah. it, seeing everything. And, and it was just, you know, it, it uh, you know, a, a, the biggest fan service for this movie had they done it would to be, have had it in New York. And guess what?
3: They, no, yeah they don't do that. No.
4: They don't do that. So, I mean, there, it's, it's to not me, all there. There
3: wasn't enough. There wasn't enough fan service. I wanted to see, <laughs> hey. I wanted to see Rick. I wanted to see Rick Moranis.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I did too. I wanted to see Louis Tully, uh, but he's yeah. not there, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I mean, there was a lot of things that I could have, I, I would have loved to have seen, but they did such a good job. And you know, it is probably like beat wise, uh, very similar to the first Ghostbusters, but I think that's how you do a good uh, reboot. Um, yep. I liked the reboot Star Wars, The Force Awakens, even yeah. though it is kind yeah. of beat for beat n- a New Hope. But I think that's what you have to do. Um, but this, is, this one, I think, is, is special to where it's different enough. Um, to where it's, it's, it's still good to us who've seen the original so many times. And I think for a new generation coming up, I think is great as well. Just because of the characters that they picked. Uh, the kids weren't overly annoying. And the biggest one of the biggest criticisms... That I see, sorry if I'm rambling on here. Yeah. Um, the is, oh, oh, it's just like Stranger Things. I don't know how many yeah. fucking times I read that. Uh-huh. If, poor Finn Wolfhard, uh-huh. I swear to God, wherever he goes now yep. is gonna be associated with Stranger Things. And if you're listening to this right now, it is not even fucking close to that. Not even close. Just because he's in it doesn't mean that it's Stranger Things. Uh, I, I don't Indiana know. Indiana
3: Jones I, is just like Star Wars because it's important right get <laughs> right, right, the right. fuck out of here.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I am rambling on too long. I'm sorry. That Ghost Afterlife Life was it's incredibly special to me and I just thought it was made for us and it also made for a new generation at the same time, without, you know, overstepping any bounds and still being classy. And you don't have to
0: keep apologizing for going on, man. Uh-huh. I know how much Ghostbusters <laughs> means to you. And when I brought it up earlier, and you were quiet as oh, a no. cricket, I was like a little nervous. <laughs> uh-huh. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, he didn't like it. He didn't. He's not. He's not saying shit. But so I'm glad to hear that you. Yeah, and that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that it that you liked it because I thought it was. I thought it was freaking awesome. And I just want to know with these haters, where's the line between fan service and continuing the world that you love so much. You say you love so much. Yeah. Because to me, these little fan service things, these nods is just an extension of, of, of this world. You know, it's like you said, Egon likes Twinkies. So it would make sense. There'd probably be a Twinkie falling out of the glove compartment. You know, or seeing the the spores and mold collection, like yeah, fungus and fold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, fungus uh, and mold. Yeah, I'm not going to let that go. That one's my favorite. But uh you know, so it just to me that's just carrying on this world. So where's that line for them? For them, it was like if if that none of that stuff was there, if they just did this whole movie based on just the kids you know, not have what happens in the third act happen. None, no connections to any of the original Ghostbusters. No, nothing about Egon, nothing like that. Those same people would hate it for not
4: being their Ghostbusters. It's a double-edged sword and you can't win with a a series this old.
0: And how freaking awesome did Gozer look? I thought (laughs) like that was, I thought it was an amazing update to the costume, but still staying true to the original look. I th- oh, I freaking love I Gozer.
4: love uh, Evo Shandor's part mm-hmm. um, because there's some lore behind that, too. Um, Evo Shandor was the guy in the glass case at the end.
0: Yeah, played by uh, J.K. Rowlands of all. Yes. Which is awesome. Good
4: old Just Kidding Simmons um, <laughs> uh, getting split in two, which was unexpected. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that ties to – I mean – Yeah, like he's his character's name is mentioned, I think, in the first movie as the architect of the building, right? Yes. uh But then, but that's extended in the video game, correct?
4: It is. And that's what his character looks like in the video game. That's amazing. That's (laughs) awesome. But he's trying to, uh, he's always trying to uh, be with Gozer uh, to rule side by side. But Gozer does not want anything. To do with him because Gozer's a god. It's 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 a it not not a human or a being. It's a you know it it's it's is what it is. So it's just like there is there is no Evo Shandor. It's only you know only Gozer. So I thought that was an amazing part. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I don't know how you guys all felt. That's great.
0: So glad that you did. <laughs> Knowing how much of a Ghostbusters fan you are. I I loved it too. I cried like three times, three, oh. three times <laughs> at least. All right, awesome. So next is Jason. Oh my gosh, Jason! What could it possibly be? What, what is your p- number one? Any guesses?
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's keep this Ghostbusters Afterlife oh, train rolling. Shit, no way! Son. How fucking great was McKenna Grace? She yeah. was incredible. Oh it's, it's her movie, right? But yeah. You just she's the lead from the first second. You're like, oh, she's related to Egon. Uh, yep. <laughs> this is, that she was so goddamn great. Her jokes are even better than Mike's. And hey, <laughs> uh, oh, Jason Reitman just pulled off a uh, like he's the. It was perfect for him to to do it, and uh, it was so brilliant and perfect and everything it needed to be. Uh, I'm so happy that this is the first time I'm learning. Well, I mean, I'm happy about learning about the hate on the internet. I didn't really, I guess all the circles I'm hearing and listening and haven't really said any of that. So I, this is new to me that people didn't like it.
4: Cause I, I assumed everyone did, but well, yeah, the box office proves, I mean, during a pandemic that people do like it. I mean, it's yeah. making money. Number one, what, like three weeks in a row for, Oh,
2: this movie yeah. is so beautiful. The way it was shot when, when that, when Ecto's fucking going through the fields, I mean, I get, how goosebumps just how exciting is that? Um, (laughs) it's so, I think it's so well written. Um, it's incredible. It's and then, you know, from the Egon stuff in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, they're really Egon's in this. This is really happening. And then it's starting (laughs) with Egon. I no one expected that at all. No one knew that was coming. And I mean, it was so, sad when it when he died but but then the pke went up and you're just like oh fuck it is on man oh my gosh and and i loved the relationship with the mom and the mom and egon and the mom and the kids and she was great and i know they got everyone kind of scared that it was going to be paul rudd's movie but it really wasn't and right yeah he was just and he was fine it was great (laughs) paul rudd hilarious awesome yeah oh man yeah what did he say when he he finally got out of the shell? There's like my hands are tired, my paws are running around. I can't remember what he yeah. said. I
5: care. Yeah,
2: uh, he, he was so great. He was so great. The the little marshmallow dudes. I'm I'm love everything about this movie. Yeah. yeah. The music, the sounds. When when they fire up the proton pack, and in the I'm sure in your theater you saw it in. You probably just
4: that hum. It I mean it happens like to, first thing. Like you you know, when, when she takes it out in the field <laughs> oh, and tests it, like God. all of that is is just I, I love so much of that. Like it was yeah, goosebumps the entire time. Oh. Like like I couldn't help it, like it was just happening. <laughs> and
2: podcast, man, how funny is that little shit?
4: Yeah. He is awesome.
2: Yeah. He's gonna be a star. I'll just say it now. He was he was amazing. Yeah, he's quick witted for sure. Yeah, man uh that's my number one i i fucking loved it so great so great i'm i knew i i was ner i was nervous about this one counting as horror you know but i'm like dustin's gonna be here i know we're gonna talk about it i know i'm (laughs) safe on having it on the list (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so good
1: okay tad you're up what's your number one
2: what's it gonna be i can't decide
1: no, this is a, this is an interesting one because it hasn't been mentioned. Oh. oh one I just watched last night.
2: That's bullshit. You can't sneak one in like that and not tell <laughs> I, us.
1: Well it's one I was anticipating and looking for and finally uh just, you know, spent the money, watched it.
2: Scanning through your list here. All right, go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. And it's the night house. I think Dustin might be the only other one that watched it.
4: Yep. Yeah, it made my top twenty one for sure.
1: This was really uh Damn, the night. Dark and moody, and I just loved it. Um, Some moments that really made me jump. Story's pretty simple. Um, This woman's husband commits suicide. Out of the blue, she doesn't know why, so she starts looking for clues and starts finding out he had this night house, and she's finding pictures of girls that look just like her on his phone, but they're not her, and she's getting mysterious text messages, and she's having like sleep paralysis, you think? and there's just a lot of um sort of mystery to it and something that just about like her performance uh i had to look up the lead actress's name but uh it's directed by david bruck uh, bruckner um just I-, I thought the lead performance was was really really good uh it is rebecca hall and she's really <laughs> s- both sort of um sarcastic but also like she just takes control of this movie and it has a very small cast. It's mostly her. And then you, you have a few other supporters. Um, her friend uh, Claire, played by Sarah Goldberg, and then her neighbor Mel, played by Vondi uh, <coughs> Curtis Hall. And it was just, I don't know, something about it. It was like no nonsense, very dark, very disturbing, um, really well-made, beautiful film. Uh, I don't know what it was about it that made it number one, but uh, just so cool. I, yeah, I, her uh,
4: performance like is excellent in it. She plays like the cynical widow, the depressed. I mean, it's just so sad at some parts, but she's so believable in that role that you you kind of are her when you're watching. Yeah, and you're just like you kind of see it through her eyes. It's it's really good. I I just. I think for me, it wasn't higher up on my list was cause I don't know how much horror it was, but it, now that your way you're explaining it, like, yeah, there was quite a bit of spookiness <laughs> in it and maybe it should have been higher, but yeah, I agree with everything you said. Excellent.
0: Okay. Andy, this is it. What's your number one. Okay. Um, I watched this earlier in the year
3: and uh, this kind of makes me nervous, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it anyway because <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> on nobody's list, but it's, but to be, it's so good. I don't know how many else I know. Tad's watched it, but my number one is hunted.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. I love these kind of movies where obviously it's a, it's a very small cast, but it's, it's, this this girl, she meets this guy at a bar and at work she's just she's kind of like a pushover where she, you know, and she even talks about it with her brother and brothers, just like you need to be more assertive and blah blah blah. But anyway, she meets this guy at the bar and she thinks she's kind of charming, but basically she realizes uh she's pretty much on a date with a psychopath and her uh him him and this other guys accomplished are basically out to basically pretty much rape her and film it and make a snuff film out of it. Mm. But she gets into, she gets away and basically she only has the forest to, you know, hide or, you know, she uses sticks and whatnot and, you know, try to, uh, get away from these guys. And she's still just, she's completely terrified, but there comes a point in this film where she just absolutely fucking snaps where she's just absolutely. She is so tired of being bullied and pushed around and just, you know, psychologically played with she's ready to feed this fucking guy, his own eyeballs, dude. She just completely <laughs> lo- loses her shit. Like there's like photos of it, of her just like, like in the promos, it just shows her like with you know, screaming, and it's, it's yeah, that it says, hunted, only the savage survive. And it's basically the part where she loses it. I mean, they fight through, like, the forest. You know, she's, like, going after him. She just flat doesn't give a shit whether she lives or dies anymore at this point. but Because she's just absolutely had it with this guy and his bullshit. And they fight their way back into, like, a housing complex. And it looks like a full fledged, like Jackie Chan, you know, no, not that flashy, mm-hmm. but like they're breaking shit. I mean, she's <laughs> hitting him over the head with plates and furniture. I mean, it's just she goes all out. And I love these kind of movies because they're so primal and visceral and it's just like, you know, it's just it's it's a one-on-one and it's somebody's gonna fall, you know? I mean, it, I, maybe it just kind of takes me back to my love of Predator <laughs> and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I and I had one on my list last year. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was very similar to this movie, and it was on my list too. But I, yeah, I just I love the aesthetic of these kinds of movies. And I did anybody else see this besides Tad and I? No, no,
1: I watched this when it first came out. It feels like it was oh. like the very beginning of the year on Shudder. It was, yeah,
3: awesome.
1: yeah. And I, yeah, I really, really like this movie.
3: So, yeah, that's my that's my number one.
0: Awesome. Okay. It's down to me. Oh man. My Uh-oh. number one. What's it going to be? I kind of feel bad. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be anticlimactic cuz I'm not- pretty sure every single one of you could probably guess what my number one
4: is.
2: <laughs> it's not baby oopsie.
0: No, it's not. It's not
4: <laughs> I saw that on the list. I'm like, what, I, the, what fuck? the fuck? Did they watch I went and looked at the picture on that one. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I can walk, I can talk, I can even shit my pants. Yeah, it's just
0: <laughs> it's a spin, it's a full moon spin-off of Demonic Toys. Oh, Baby Oopsie no. from Demonic Toys has oh, his own movie. Oh boy. <laughs> and it's number one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anybody want to take a real guess? Oh. Oh, I'm shocked.
2: The amusement park.
0: No, and I'll explain why in all mentions. Uh, My number one is Psycho Gourmet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Should have known. (laughs) Come on. Come on. No, yeah, this is, this would be a movie I would make. That's, you know, definitely (laughs) enough said. Why it would be number one. I don't think there's any decisions made in this movie that. I wouldn't. wasn't sitting there going like, yep, I'd do that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> approved. The super awesome mo- creature monster designs of all these aliens and whatnots, And, uh, uh, just so Power Ranger-y. It's just, just so <laughs> awesome. Just, just a an adult gory Power Rangers movie. I liked the kids. I feel like, um, you know, the girl is a bit over the top, but I think that's I mean, every I, I just really feel like every decision, even if you don't think their performances are very good, I think it's all intentional. Cause it's just the whole movie is also not only playing on the whole Power Rangers thing that, you know, you know, keeps getting brought up, but it's also that whole like fish out of water family kinda family film from the eighties kind of thing where the kids stumble across this You know, creature that doesn't belong in its environment and trying to, you know, in the hilarity and suit like a Mac and me or an ET or whatever. (laughs) Only this. You just put Mac and me before ET. That's great. Wouldn't you?
3: It kind of reminded (laughs) me of the gate. It reminded me of the gate to tell you the truth when it first started. Yep.
0: So just this whole like alien and not in his environment, but instead of it, you know, where the kids are playing it off like this is you know, like a normal thing and the the actual aliens, this evil monster that just wants to do nothing but kill these kids that control him. Um and I, I just love I love the ending on how like, you know, Psycho Gorman wins and he basically is destroying the world, but it's it's supposed to be heart held or heartfelt <laughs> and, and uplifting right. that they that the family made this decision to help Psycho Gorman. <laughs> it's just oh man. All based on a game of dodgeball. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, it's definitely, this movie was made for me. It's definitely (laughs) Psycho Goreman is my number one. Awesome. So yeah. There you have it, folks. That's our top 10 films of 2021 we're going to do some honorable mentions, but i think before we do that maybe we should take a quick break. We've been talking non-stop forever. So i think you need to hear a promo for our podcast network. It's called The Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Take a listen to that. Check out all the amazing shows on our network at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. We are back and we just got done going over our top 10 favorite films of 2021, but we watched a lot of freaking movies <laughs> yes, we and we, we only had 10 spots. So I'm pretty sure there's some other great films out there that y'all out there need to see based on our awesome recommendations. So we're going to do some uh, honorable mentions Um Jason, what 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 were you thinking? Oh God! What uh, Just almost made your list.
2: The real close ones for me. Slacks just kind of missed a little. Uh, the the one that was definitely the, the definite number eleven on my list was Synchronic.
1: Yeah, that's on mine.
2: Fuck man, that movie's so good. Benson and Moorhead. I just love that team. I love all the films they're doing. They're writing. They're acting. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of them. Oh gosh! I'm scrolling, scrolling. <clears throat> Anybody can jump in. I don't know.
1: I
0: um, look. I'll throw a couple of mine out there. I won't bring up ones that weren't on my list, but were already talked about because, well, a, they were already talked about. Yep. You know, stuff like the Fear Street trilogy and whatnot. Um, did just main mention amusement park before the break, and yes, it's a George Romero movie. I love it. But I, it didn't make my list. I kept it off the list because, um, is it 2021? Right. Is it 1976? I don't, right. I don't know. Is it a horror movie? Is it not a movie? Is it a movie? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so I just, uh, I just left it off the list, you know, and it's not Romero's best film, but it, it's cool for what it is because it's, it, it's not meant to be like one of his, you know, feature film horror movies or what have you. So <clears throat> that's why I left it off. Um, another one I had, uh, I don't care what anybody says, I freaking loved Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> um, I thought it was great. Have you guys seen the trailer for... The Next Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out, where he's playing he plays him- himself. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can't it wait looks great. For
0: that. Yeah. That looks awesome. Uh, and then the last one, I'll also bring up a uh, movie that I also really, really, re- really, really like, but didn't quite make the list The Stylist. Yes. Yeah. Jill's movie. Um, really, really uh, enjoyed it visually and the storyline and the performances. Everything was great. <coughs> Dustin, do you have any honorable mentions?
4: I got plenty. Um, I liked Black Friday. Watched it on Black Friday. Had a lot of fun just being in the moment and watching that. It's really silly. Uh, love Bruce Campbell. Uh, Oxygen on Netflix. About this lady stuck in a, a pod. Like a weird thing. Really cool. You should check it out. Don't want to spoil it. Come true. It was cool. Um, uh, watched this movie called, last night called A Classic Horror Story. Um, i started
2: it yeah the trailer
4: looked cool i almost started it a few times um cool enough yeah but not not my top 10 um lucky was good escape room 2 was good um yeah i mean i i i've 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 got more but i'm i don't want to steal them all (laughs) (laughs) um
0: andy what about you
3: um, I of course really enjoyed Slacks. Um, I enjoyed Untitled Horror Movie. Um, Dustin mentioned mentioned Lucky. I thought like the premise yeah. of that was very was very interesting. Um, yeah, I even really liked Superhost, uh, which was another uh Barbara Crampton movie.
0: Uh, I saw it too. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I just found yeah, the, the was okay. girl was kind okay. of annoying, you know,
3: but well, I think she was just supposed to be, I think she was supposed to be acting batshit crazy. Oh, but sure. It's it just got a was, little off
0: putting after a while.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, did. I just, I can't go this episode without mentioning, uh, Titane, which is the most yeah, bizarre v- damn movie, uh, other than probably lamb. And in, in, in this case, uh, It'd be a great just, double feature. <laughs> yeah what's
4: up with that like is that like two different movies mashed together like hey I got a an idea about a woman who has sex with a vehicle and is pregnant by it and then I've also got a story about a woman who's a a serial killer did like they just mash these together
1: yeah it sort of just takes a turn halfway through and is like goes to a completely different movie
3: I'm definitely so bizarre it's yeah, it's it and it reminds me of uh I think I mentioned this before on the podcast like this documentary called Imposter where this French boy took this uh identity of a missing American kid and the family took him back in thinking that they, he was their actual sh- son. Oh boy. And it's a, it's a crazy damn documentary. It's a true story, but the only reason why they think that they took this kid in because they think that the American family actually killed their son. So they had to take him in because knowing full well that this wasn't the actual boy, but this boy, you know, would impersonate, you know, uh, missing kids. He did it all the time, but he had no idea what he was stepping into in this case. So, I mean, it's a crazy story and this is exactly what this girl did in this movie Mm -hmm. while she was up, Pregnant, a car pregnant serial killer. <laughs> which <laughs> is, I mean, it's it. Like I said, I mean, it's just just saying that alone is. But the thing is, the movie was really, really well made, and it was well done. But it was just bizarre.
4: She's lactating oil, you guys. Mm.
3: <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tad? She fucks that a fire. Really she, she fucks a fire truck too. So yeah, she does. There's <laughs> she a car with hydraulics, bouncing oh, up. Are you down. guys want? It straps it herself in with the seat belts, Yeah, but seat later is. she hooks up with a a fire truck and spoilers. Oh, and
2: spoilers.
4: <laughs> she hooks up with spoilers.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Sorry.
1: It might be the gear shift. We really don't know.
4: I'm just saying. Oh.
0: <laughs> Tad, honorable
4: mentions.
1: I have a few that haven't been mentioned. One that was at my number ten, right up until we hit uh, record, and it was back and forth on this one. Um, "Coming Home in the Dark." Did anyone else watch this?
2: Hmm. Nope. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> watch
1: this on Netflix now last night. And this is a fucking dark, uh, sad movie. Mm-hmm. This family. I think I don't know what country this was made in. It looks sort of maybe British. I'm guessing or Australian or something. I don't know. But there's, they're having a nice family picnic. It's uh, mom, dad, and the two teenage boys. They're sitting in a nice open field enjoying their food. And these two guys just show up and start uh, some shit with them. And uh, it gets worse and worse and worse throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And they like take them captive. And it's, it's a nightmare. It is a literal nightmare. Um uh, <clears throat> not one ounce of like joy in this movie. <laughs> uh It was fucked, totally fucked. Um, it's on Netflix. It's like an hour and a half long and it is an experience. Um And the other one that I really liked that came close was my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. And this is interesting. It's a, um, brother and sister live together with their little brother and um, they sort of have to keep him in the house away from other kids and things. And uh, well, this is not really a spoiler because it's pretty much the, the plot and you'd find out right away, but their little brother's a vampire, but not in the sense of like he goes out and bites people type of vampire, but it's like, we have to find ways to feed him blood every day and he's becoming a burden and it's almost like um the way it's played is very sad and it's like he's he's this little brother is like he depends on them and it's almost like he doesn't realize he's a vampire he just knows that he has to drink blood or he gets sick so he's he's not aggressive he just wants to be a normal boy and go out and play with the neighborhood kids and they are like, you know, you can't go outside when it's light out. You can't go see friends. And it's just like, it seems like something may 24 put out. Cause it's very quiet and brooding, but um, it's a very different take on the vampire. It's like the opposite mm. of uh, Jacob's wife. It's mm. uh, it, it's like the anti vampire vampire yeah. movie. Hmm. It's it is a sad and and more of a character like it's almost not horror in the way I mean outside of them being vampires it's more of like a family drama, you know you could almost replace it with like another illness, it, they treat the, the vampire like him being a vampire as like a uh, almost like having cancer or something where it's like you know he just wants to be normal and he can't.
2: Boy, I noticed the new Conjuring didn't make it on anyone's list.
1: Nope. Uh-uh. Damn, it was pretty nah. good.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> That was wrong turn, Dustin.
4: Oh, um my review of that is like if they hold on one second here. Um because I did write a short review. Oh, it's this was like if they remade Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but took out Tucker and Dale and left in the crazy college kids then uh-huh. you get to watch Matthew Modine Modine stumble around with his Joe Biden looking ass oh. <laughs> That's
1: I, I was hoping you'd say here's my review wrong turd yeah yes. <laughs> that was better i should yeah i should have uh,
4: took that down a little bit no it was terrible i don't i mean <laughs> Sorry. Wrong turn. Sorry. I love the original wrong turn.
0: Sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And this is just so. Second one ain't bad either. Uh, uh, they I don't like need to name one. this wrong turn. Like that they could name mean. it something completely different. It's it's its own different story. I'm not sure why they did name it wrong turn. It's not a reboot. It's not a, uh, you know, a remake. It's just a different movie with the name wrong turn. I don't, I don't get it.
1: It's not like that brand identity is huge right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
5: Yeah. 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 Awesome.
0: Cool. Okay.
5: <laughs> I mean, I wanted to ask if there are any more turds, but I'm like,
2: I don't want to get too negative. I guess, but I don't. It's not that any. I guess that one sounded kind of bad, but I don't. I can't say I really watched a lot that wasn't good.
0: Yeah. Actually, like I, bad, I guess bad. I can say that. I can't think of anything. That I thought was bad. Um, you know, it's definitely things that, that I watched that I didn't like. Um you know, that's just personal.
4: I thought reasons. Boys from County Hell had like this awesome potential, um, for like this vampire story. Um it starts out so gruesome and I just like the idea of what this how powerful this vampire is in the story, like it gets close to people and their blood just starts coming out of their orifices. Like that's such a cool idea. And I think it was just poorly executed. Um, I think it could have been really great and it just didn't get there.
0: Hmm. I mean, baby oopsies bad, but (laughs) I still (laughs) thought it was awesome. I still loved it. It I liked virus shark and, in finish fire shark maybe that that's, would be seen the enough. bad list yeah, yeah.
2: what <clears throat> yeah, about uh know. what was that shark other shark one
0: great, great white. white um How that's that? on netflix i think it wasn't too bad it was all right you know it's <laughs> i mean it's not it's not your you know it's not a crappy sci-fi channel cgi shark movie it's okay. it you know it might be up it might be uh in the category of stuff like 47 meters below and stuff um you know, but, but at the same time, it's nothing to write home about. It's just a nice little shark movie. Little people, people trapped in a raft kind of thing.
1: I thought it was a Proud Boys documentary.
0: Oh, boy. Hold up, hold
1: did on. anyone watch The Resort?
4: <laughs> there it is. Sorry, I took too long on that. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't I think, think I, I did. I not
0: get to that one. I think I
2: did.
4: It might be like Birdemic level acting. Oh, like No. That's yeah. impossible. And it's pretty darn close. That good, that? huh? Yes. Like I it might be the it might be the worst movie of the year. Like <laughs> it's almost worth the watch. Because there's some pretty good gore in it, but like it's terrible. Like it's really bad. Oh yeah,
2: that's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. I so remember you did watching see that.
4: It. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Oh my! Bloodthirsty sounded really cool on paper, and it did not live up to its hype. Hmm. It was like a a lesbian pop star has to write her sophomore album, so she moves in with like a big name producer. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and she like moves in with a big name producer who's sort of like notorious for his methods of getting (laughs) like good music out of you know musicians, and uh, turns out like he he turns them into vampires, and it was sort of like yeah or or not vampires, werewolves, and uh it sounded really cool, did not execute as well. Mm. It felt like one of those episodes of like Blumhouse into the Dark, like it should have been a shorter and maybe an episode of uh Creep show or something. It just uh. wasn't great
0: speaking of um yeah um werewolves, werewolves. one I wanted to see that oh. I didn't get to see, um but I want to know what you guys think uh werewolves within. How
4: was that?
1: Yeah. Didn't love it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, man. I love what's his name, who directed it. I uh last year he made my second top favorite movie, which was uh Scare Me. Yeah.
0: yeah, And I was so
4: pumped for Werewolves Within, and it's just just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, and I don't I don't think that's necessarily like I'm that's my opinion. I think that's just the way that it is. Like it's just not it doesn't commit to the funny and it doesn't commit to the horror. And it like stands this like middle ground. And, you know, some people are excellent and some people are not. And it's just, I don't know. It, it just, it, it spends too much time trying, trying to figure out what it wants to be. By and by that time it, it figures it out. It's, it's over. So, I mean, oh, I don't know. I was really bummed about that one. Yeah.
1: That's one I was really looking forward to. It was a bit of a trudge for me to get through. I thought it was not as good as I had hoped. Yeah. Cause I'm right there with you. I
0: I freaking loved Scare Me.
2: How about how good was
4: Chucky? TV Great. show
1: loved it. So cool. High so in all the old uh, every movie. Yeah, is represented. So good.
4: I'm gonna be binging that this good. vacation. So
1: yeah, I need to do. I need to. Did do
4: you that like too. Midnight Mass, Dustin?
2: I saw you. <sighs> Man, it.
4: I liked it. I but I think it's uh, Mike. Mike's. Uh, Mike Flanagan? Is that yep. it? Yeah. yeah, I think it's his weakest mm. story. But I did I did like it. Um you know, I don't I don't like uh religious type stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's um, very heavy handed in that. It, it is. And there's a lot of sermons and yeah. the sermons in it are real sermons, yep. uh, type stuff, and they're really reading stuff and it's just Reminds me of being in church, and I just didn't like it. And I just, uh, you know, there's a couple of things in there I, I had some issues with. But I, it, I, man, I love everything he's done, for and sure. I like this. I just think it's his weakest out of everything he's done.
0: Cool. Well, I think that should just about wrap it up. What a year! Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the whole year <laughs> summed up for you guys. Twenty twenty one. <laughs> there you go so that concludes this epic two-parter episode of attack of the killer podcast our favorites from 2021 what? we can now go watch normal movies yeah you. i can go back uh, and that's watch how the i kind of feel about it yeah <laughs> i do too yeah.
2: i can watch whatever i want now
0: it is true. There's like so many movies I've been like, oh, I want to watch this.
4: You feel so guilty if yeah. you watch something and it's not horror. Like, oh, <laughs> I should really be watching this. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And
0: thanks, Dustin, for coming
2: on this yes. journey once again. Yeah.
1: Thanks
0: for having me.
2: Love
1: thanks having you. Thanks to Andy buddy. for staying up uh, past his bedtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought I left have tomorrow to off. Oh,
0: I'm good to go. I'm oh, Let's do a three parter. No. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 'cause I do have to work Oh, tomorrow. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, so Suckers. with what? <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so thanks everybody for listening. I uh, hope everybody had a good 2021. Um, and we look forward to forward to chatting with mm-hmm. you guys more in 2022. So, we'll talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh no, could this be the end of
1: Wow. Attack of the Killer Podcast Attack of the Killer Podcast Attack of the Killer